katongle de borokoto sekiala labaha ege bojekele de brina katongle na ma ege bano goluna manangle de brina katongle de baraka tanekele de bajekia na maha thank you father in the name of jesus father we come before your holy word tonight we come humble we come ready to receive light and we rejoice that we approach your word honorably tonight thank you that the entrance of your word give it light so i pray for everybody connected to this service around the world the eyes of your understanding being enlightened i decree that bodies and yokes are destroyed whatever is not planted by god is rooted out I decree that by the end of this service, your people built up, equipped, edified, and we rejoice that Jesus is glorified among us. Thank you for your holy word tonight. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer sees a powerful amen. Glory to God. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally therefore today i will understand the word of his grace i will be built up by the end of this service i will never be the same never ever be the same again in jesus name and every believer says a powerful amen we want to welcome everybody connected to this service where we have Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and in Aquaibom State. We want to welcome all our radio audience connected by way of Comfort FM, XL FM Radio, Aquaibom, You Know Your Radio FM, and uh, You Know Heritage FM, Inspiration FM. We're so glad to have all of you. Welcome to the service tonight. And I'd like you to make sure you reach out to a friend, a loved one, a family member. Let them know that life is flowing through the airwaves right now. And ask them to tune to this radio station. We're going to have an exciting time of Bible study as we explore into the riches of redemption. The social media community, all our friends and loved ones and family members online. What a joy to have all of you connected tonight. What a great joy and I'm excited to see every one of you that is connected online with the eyes of faith. We're really glad to have you. Do me the favor, let's get this job going. You know, we are all here involved together in flooding the Blue Marble Planet with the fragrance of Jesus' love. So do me a favor again tonight, like you've always done, share the video with as many groups as possible, create watch parties, tag some people, put them on monogram, telegram, and on WhatsApp groups. Let's get the whole world lit with the gospel of Christ. What a joy to have everybody in the home, home centers and all of you in the Bible study groups and all the campuses around the world. We're so glad to have everybody connected. Get ready as we study the word together tonight. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word tonight. Glory to God forevermore. <clears throat> so we've been studying why things happen the way they happen on the earth why things happen the way they happen on the earth the book of john chapter one i mean chapter nine verse one to five john chapter nine from verse one to five and as jesus passed by he saw a man which was blind from his birth and his disciples asked him saying master who did sin this man or his parents that he was born blind jesus answered neither had this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of god should be made manifest in him I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Glory to God. Now, so we've been dealing with this question of, uh, you know, who is responsible for this man that was born blind? And uh, the, the guys asked Jesus, who's sin? Is it the father's sin or the sin of the guy that is born blind? 
And we've been looking at a number of things. We've looked at where do babies come from. We've looked at where do floods come from. We looked at the origin of all the different continents in the world. We have looked at the origin of where the, you know, where those all the, you know, um, problems that has to do with vegetables, that has to do with animals, that has to do with all the plants and this earth that we live in today. We've taken time to examine all of this fundamentally from the word of God. And now we're looking at this, who seen? Who seen? Critical questions the disciples asked Jesus. Who seen? The man or his parents. Look at that John chapter 9 verse 2 again. John 9 verse 2. <clears throat> and his disciples asked him saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents? This man or his parents that he was born blind. It tries to create in your mind that if anybody was born blind, it tends to have come through somebody. That is somebody must have made him blind. But this man or his parents... Was it this man or his parents that he was born blind? Look at Jesus' answer in John chapter 9 verse 3. John 9 3. Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now Jesus didn't say his parents didn't sin, but Jesus takes away the reason of the blindness from anybody's sin or anybody's conduct. Then Jesus said, I must walk the works of him that sent me. That's what matters in this issue. So Jesus infers that what we are seeing is an absence of light. Look at verse 5. Because Jesus now makes it very clear. That what is responsible for the blindness is the absence of light. Look at verse 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So that means blindness is as a result of darkness. So it's not a question of somebody's conduct or somebody's sin. All right? And we've taken time to establish some fundamentals where the law in Genesis is concerned. We have looked at creation and procreation. The law of every kind, everything brings forth according to its kind. So back to what we have said, that in Genesis, we see God's creation. And when we're talking about Genesis, we're talking about Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. In Genesis, we see God's creation. Something as basic as rainfall. And we said Gen rainfall was not in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Because the first time we have a record of rain in the Bible was the judgment of the world of Noah. Then in Genesis 8.22, we see God saying that as long as the earth remains, seed time harvest. And people think it was a blessing, but it was a judgment on the earth. Because you won't see seed time harvest and rain in genesis chapter one and two rainfall by the law of first mention was judgment the earth has a model to be self-preserved you know the god's plan from the beginning was that water will come from the earth like a mist water the ground water will come from will be in the sky to condition the the, the, the firmament so that man is made comfortable on the earth all right but when man sinned and judgment came everything was scattered even the present earth that we live in we took time to establish that this is not the earth that god created in genesis so we see that there was a reversal or a change in god's creation a reversal or a change in god's creation and rain is part of that change the floods are part of that change so it's clear that in God's creation, in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, it was for man to eat plants and not animals. God said to man, you can eat every herb in the garden. 
every herb minus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God's plan was for man to live on herbs. But after the flood and after the fall of man and after all the judgment and things that have happened as a result of man's sin and choices, you know, things went out of place. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 12 and verse 14. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 and 14. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that have not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. So we have established that the consequence of man's disobedience is very clear. The day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Wherefore, as by one man sin and death by sin, so all have sinned. Now from Genesis chapter 3, we begin to see the fall of man. Alright, spiritual death, separation from God. Alright, and death began to reign over man. And we began to see the consequences in creation. The fall of man affected plants, affected animals, affected the planet, affected the earth. Look at it in Romans chapter 8 verse 19 to 21. Romans chapter 8 verse 19 to 21. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. 21. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So creation is groaning. Creation was affected by the disobedience of man. In fact, look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10 to 11. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10 to 11. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hand. 11. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. The earth shall wax old as doeth a garment. The earth shall wax old. So it shows us also that the earth, you know, had experienced corruption. It doesn't change the fact that the earth is still the Lord's anyway, but it has experienced corruption. There is corruption in creation. So plants and flowers die, which was not so from the beginning. Death was not in God's idea of creation. What was in God's idea of creation was reproduction. Reproduction. There was no death. Death was supposed to be a consequence of man's disobedience. So now we're examining where do babies come from. Remember that's where we started all of these teachings from. Now we said any baby that will come from heaven will be Jesus the savior. Because Jesus said, no man has ascended up to heaven at any time except the Son of God which is in heaven. The Bible tells us that Adam was of the earth, earthy, and Jesus is the Lord from heaven. So therefore, man was created on the earth. Adam and Eve were created on the earth. And when God created Adam and Eve, he set the law of reproduction or the law of procreation in motion. So Adam is a progenitor from whom all other humans will emerge. Now, until the incarnation, no one came from heaven. So babies are from the earth. Procreation is not a science. It's a law of genesis that science studied. Procreation is not an invention of science. 
procreation is a law in Genesis that science studied. So procreation is a real fact. Just like weather forecast. Weather forecast is a real fact because it is one of the creations of the law in Genesis. The same, with, the same thing with aerodynamics. Those who are involved in aerodynamics, aviation technology. You know that there is a law of gravity that is a law of Genesis. Whatever goes up comes down. So what aerodynamics does is to study the laws that aid aviation. And then in, in the studying of those laws, they play around with the laws. The law of gravity, the law of trust, the law of lift. All of those laws are engaged in aviation technology. And those laws were not set by aviation. They are laws in Genesis that aviation studied. So these are real facts. They are not just science. That's the way God intended, you know, for these laws to regulate and keep the planet in place. So there are basic laws set in scripture. And these laws were reset in Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Nobody was created blind by God. No human being. God's creation can be seen in Adam. Adam was perfect. Jesus, those are the only two people that God created directly. Adam and Jesus. The rest were just a procreation. Now, let's look at a fundamental question. Are babies born sinners? Are babies born sinners? We have seen where babies come from. Now we want to find out from the scriptures, are babies born sinners? We have seen that God did not have a hand in a baby born blind or deaf or dumb or diseased or a baby born with sickle cell anemia. God doesn't have a hand in it. Now, because God is a good God and everything he does is perfect. And someone says, what about Romans 3.23? Where Romans 3.23 says the wages of, I mean, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And somebody says, what about Romans 5.12? Wherefore, as by one man, sin came into the world and death by sin, and so all have sinned. I agree. But let's see. Remember, remember, every verse of scripture you read has to be read in context with the whole content of the Bible. In context with the whole content of the Bible for you to have the scriptures rightly divided. Alright? Let's begin to travel through the scriptures psalms 51 verse 5 psalms 51 verse number 5 behold i was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me now behold i was shaping in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me this is the confession a personal confession made here by david he was praying to god this was not the spirit of God speaking through David. It was David praying to God. And it is wrong to quote this scripture. Because you and David don't have the same mother. You and David don't have the same mother. This was a personal confession of David. This was a personal admission by a man who saw his birth as a sinful conception. Now look at Job chapter 14 verse 1. Job chapter 14 verse number 1. 
Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and those few days are full of trouble. This was Job, Job speaking for himself. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and those days are full of trouble. Let's look at David again in Psalm 58 verse 3. Psalm 58 verse number 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. This was David again speaking. So now, are babies born sinners? Because David spoke twice. He lays it as a reason for his iniquity with Bathsheba. Look at another statement. Now, please pay attention because intelligence is needed here. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse number 4. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse number 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying. Verse 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. Before I formed thee in the belly. I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet. So what David said cannot be a general rule. Because we have just seen another person that before he even came out, he was ordained, sanctified a prophet. Now, let me give you a corroboration. There's another man by the name John the Baptist. John the Baptist was full of the spirit from the womb of his mother. He was full of the spirit from his mother's womb. It was miraculous. God was behind that miraculous operation of John the Baptist. So now we cannot fully assert that a baby is born a sinner just by applying one verse of scripture or one rule. Let's look at Paul. Paul himself gives us an insight in Romans chapter 7 verse 9. Romans chapter 7 verse 9. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. I was alive without the law once. Did you observe that? I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Hmm. There was a time in my life I was alive. But when the law and the commandment came, sin revived. And I died. Hmm. Now, this is quite something brother Paul dealt with here. So, we cannot readily say that when a child is born, is born a sinner. Some people even conclude that, you know, sex within marriage, uh, you know, is sinful. Which is horrible because... Sex was created by God in Genesis 2.24. Genesis 2.24. 1 Corinthians 6.15, 16, 18. 15, 16, 18. <clears throat> Showing you that sex is of God. Hebrews 13.4. Hebrews 13.4. So there can be nothing wrong with sex. So the question again will be, are children born as sinners? Well, we have seen two different examples in the Bible to let you see 
that we cannot just readily come to a conclusion. We have to explore further. Let's look at another case in scripture of Jacob and Esau. Romans chapter 9 verse 10 to 13. Romans chapter 9 verse 10 to 13. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by her father Isaac. For the children, being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. Did you observe? The children, go back to verse 11. The children... Having not done any good or evil, they are not yet born, but in the womb, they have not done good or evil. So children in the womb have not done good or evil. So that's why we cannot just say that children are born sinners. Because now it's obvious that God spoke ahead of time and said, the elder shall serve the younger. And then brother Paul said, these children have not been born. They have not done good or evil, but that the purpose of election may stand. So that distorts the view that that child is born as a sinner. Because these children have not done good or evil. Am I saying that children are not born sinners? I haven't yet arrived at a conclusion. We are just examining the text of scripture to arrive at the conclusion of the mind of God. We have seen where God said, I, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you a prophet. We also saw that John the Baptist was full of the spirit in the womb. So David's admission was personal. It was personal. You know, my, my, my daughter cannot say that she was conceived in iniquity. She cannot say that. Because first of all, we were legally married. We were born again. Born of the spirit. And we were married for two years before the mother took in to deliver her. She cannot say my mother conceived me in sin. At all. We were legally married. Officially married. For two years before the mother took in and gave birth to her. Now, because on the basis of the legal work of Jesus and our vital faith in him, it cannot be said that she was conceived in sin. Look at the statement of Jesus concerning children. Matthew chapter 19 verse 13 to 14. Matthew 19 13 to 14. Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and Little pray. children. Go ahead. And the disciples rebuked them. The disciples rebuked them, but... Jesus said, Suffer little children, and forbid them not to come unto me. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, Of such little children, Suffer them to come unto me. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. Of such children is the kingdom of heaven. That is exactly what Jesus said. If I look at Matthew 18.10 and see what Jesus said about little children. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my father which is in heaven. They have angels beholding the face of the father. 
Jesus said that in a parable concerning little children. So, Jesus treated little children differently. Jesus treated little children differently. Please pay attention because this is very important. Remember, Romans chapter 5 verse 14 tells us, that reign from Adam to Moses, even over them that have not seen after the similitude of Adam's transgression. All right? Now remember, under that dispensation, from Adam to Moses, Hebrews chapter 11 now tells us, we understand through faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that the things that do appear were made of things that are not seen. And then by faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. So even though death reigned from Adam to Moses, there are people under that dispensation that were called righteous. There are people under the reign of death that were called saints. Alright? Please pay attention to that. In fact, Abraham, in Genesis chapter 15 verse 6, he said, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. So, upon that parameter... We cannot classify humanity without making some distinction. We cannot classify humanity without making some distinction. Please pay attention. If we can remove Abel from Cain, Abraham from his father, if we can separate Noah from those that were destroyed by the flood, if we can separate Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah, distinction, then we can still make distinction from Adam to Moses. So the question is, what parameter can we use to say a child will be a sinner? Please listen carefully. Remember we said, David's statement cannot stand for all. I was shaping in iniquity, in seeing my mother conceive me is not a doctrine it's not a generalized statement remember in john chapter 9 verse 1 to 4 they asked jesus who seen the child or his parents and jesus said none of them now come to ezekiel chapter 8 verse number one ezekiel chapter 8 verse 1 to 4 ezekiel 8 1 to 4 and it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, and in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in mine house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell there upon me. Next then verse. I beheld, and lo, a likeness as the appearance of fire from the appearance... No, Ezekiel 18. The guy in the studio should be attentive. Ezekiel 18, verse 1. Ezekiel 18, not 8. Yeah, go ahead. Now read for me. The word of the Lord came unto me again, saying... Two. What mean ye that he used this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge? Three and four. As I live, saith the Lord God, ye shall not have occasion any more to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. As I live, saith God, you shall no longer have occasion to use this proverb in Israel. That is the proverb that all these experts in breaking of generational causes use. That the fathers ate sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. That the fathers committed sin 
and the repercussion is on the children and then they will now tell you that some of you are suffering from situations from your father's side from your mother's side maybe from your great great father and you need to come for breaking of causes and generational causes but what did god say beginning from the same old testament as i live saith god you shall no longer have occasion to use this proverb in israel that the fathers ate sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge it can never happen anymore as long as i live saith god the soul that sinned it shall die he says i will not ask for the blood of the parents from the children or from the children of the children from the parents no that proverb ended in the old testament please pay attention give me that exodus i mean ezekiel chapter 18 verse 19 and 20. ezekiel 18. yet say ye why doth not the son bear the iniquity of the father when the son hath done that which is lawful and right and hath kept all my statutes and hath done them he shall surely live 20. the soul that sinneth it shall die the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son the righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. It's so written in black and white that a man will have to be dubious to overlook scriptures like these and keep looking for how people can come for breaking generational causes from fathers and great fathers or great grandfathers. He said, as long as I live, no more shall this be said that it is the sin of the fathers that is on the children. God already said it can never be said anymore. The soul that sinned, it shall die. The soul that sinned, it shall die. So based on that, we have reasons to make distinction. Look at Exodus chapter 20 verse number 5. Exodus 20 verse number 5. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. This is another scripture that the experts in breaking generational causes use. They say God will visit the iniquity of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. And their explanation is, or in their mind, when he says God will visit, in their mind it is God will punish. When they say God will visit, in their minds it is God will judge. But if you look carefully at the word visit, and in the same scripture, in the same Old Testament, let us find out what it means to visit. What does it mean for God to visit? Look at Genesis 18 verse 1. Genesis. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Next verse. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and bowed himself toward the ground. Verse 3. And said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Verse 4. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Verse 5. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort to your hearts. After that he shall pass on. For therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, so do as thou hast said. Verse 6. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, 
Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes upon the herd. Verse 7. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it. Verse 8. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. Verse 9. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold in the tent. Verse 10. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind them. Now, now, I was... Give me the next verse, 11. 11, go, go to 11 quickly, yes. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Verse 12. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Sarah said, Forget it, there's no way I'm going to be pregnant. There's no way I'm going to have a baby. The, the, the guys told her, You will have a baby. They say, It's not going to happen. Genesis 22 verse 1. We are dealing with the word visiting. 22 verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Now, hold on. The, promise, the prophecy came that God will visit. And God visited where? Genesis 21 verse 1. 21 verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the, and Lord, the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And what was the outcome of God visiting? And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. So when God visits, the outcome of God's visitation is celebration. So when he said God will visit the iniquities to the third and fourth generation, the word visit is the word pakwad in the Hebrew. It means God will take care of. God will take care of the iniquities. God will take care of the iniquities. And in taking care of it, the iniquities of the fathers will not be punished upon the children. God will take care of that automatically takes away all these things about generational causes because that was not intended to be a generational cause that was an expression of God's compassion and God's mercy to save now notice notice the proper interpretation of that scripture is that the children of idol worshipers who are still worshiping idols God will take care of the sin of the children. Remember, in the same dispensation, people who didn't believe the gospel perished. But God exempted the children. God exempted the children. He said, because they knew nothing, they entered. Now, remember Jesus' parable. It gives us an idea. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. So if a child is not born again, where does he go? Are they born righteous? Well, look at Romans chapter 3 verse 23. Romans 3 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, when you read a verse like that, 
you have to settle some things. Is he referring to man who have not done anything or men who have done something? Because sin has to be imputed as a deed, an action. To say somebody has sinned, there has to be a deed or an action. Keep that somewhere. We cannot lay very strong, clear-cut foundation still. But the Bible says, all scripture is given for evidence. So we can see evidence. We can see and explain God's mind towards certain issues. Based on that, we can place it in a context. Let's look at another example here as we examine the situation of babies. Second Samuel chapter 12. But just before we read, if any child can be said was conceived in sin, is this child we're about to read? This child we want to read about. Okay? Imagine, imagine living with your husband's murderer. David killed the husband of Bathsheba and had a child with Bathsheba and Bathsheba was living with David who killed her husband. So, if we're going to say a baby was conceived in sin, it will be this particular one in the instance. So, read for me. 2 Samuel 12 verse 19. 2 Samuel 12 verse 19. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. They said, The child is dead. Next verse. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house and when he required, they set bread before him and he did eat. Now hold on. So we will read the next verse just in a second. But look at everybody. Did you observe that David was crying and wailing and putting on sackcloth and ashes while the child was critically sick. David could not eat. David could not anoint himself. David could not look clean. He was so overtaken by the sickness of that child. This child we are talking about in question is the child that came out of his, you know, illegal affair with Bathsheba. And David is crying and tormented for this child Finally, David now says, what's happening to the child? They say the child is dead. Then David comes home, showers, dresses up. They gave him food and he ate after the child is dead. Now follow the reading. That same Second Samuel 12, give me verse 21 to 23. Then said his servants unto him, what thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. Next verse. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? 23. But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Alright, so automatically David has cancelled reincarnation. That the dead don't come back. It is we that go. But, but, but what David said here that is instructive is that now remember, David knew the redemptive plan of God. 
Alright, David knew. David saw the New Testament in the Old Testament. So David understood God's purpose for salvation. So David now makes an announcement that gives us an insight here. That I will go to wherever the child is. And we know where David went. David is in the kingdom of God. David by faith is a patriarch who by faith inherited the kingdom of God. And David said, I will go to where the child is. I will go to him, but he shall not return to me. David was saying that where I'm going is where the child going. So he seems to have respite in the fact that he will see him again. And we know where David is. Alright? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. So what David was saying is, I will see this child again. Look at another example here. Numbers 13, 14. Numbers 13, verse 14. Of the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi the son of Bofsi. Yeah, read on. Of the tribe of God, Gil the son of Maki. Okay, now come to Numbers 14, 28. 14, 28. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as he has spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Give me verse 29. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Your carcasses shall fall from twenty years upward. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness from twenty years upward. That means from twenty years downward, I will protect them from death. From 20 years upward. Notice that. God gave a reason why the little ones will enter the promised land. What was the reason? Look at Numbers 14, 30 and 31. Numbers 14, 30 and 31. Doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. Save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. Next verse. But your little ones, which he said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. Your little ones, which you said should be a prey, they will enter. From 20 years upward, you will not enter. Now, observe. When the fathers murmured, the children murmured. When the fathers cried, the children cried. Whatever the fathers did, the children did. But when it came to those that will enter and those that will not enter, God said, I swear, these old men will not enter. Only their children from 20 years downward. Why will the children enter? This is very important. What was the reason why the little ones will enter the promised land? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 39. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 39. Moreover, your little ones, which he said should be a prayer, and your children, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil. Give us some audio on that mic. Read on. They shall go in thither, and unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. Your children, your little ones, which said, which you said should be a prayer, which in that day had no knowledge, underline that, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in thither. And unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. Why will they enter? They are not able to discern between good 
and evil. The children cannot discern between good and evil. Meaning the children are innocent. The children are innocent. So because they cannot discern between good and evil, they will enter. Look at Hebrews 3.17 to 19. Hebrews 3.17 to 19. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? Eighteen. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? Yep. So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Next verse. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So now, somebody, from what we have read, without the capacity to discern between good and evil, cannot be said not to believe. Somebody that cannot discern between good and evil cannot be said not to believe. Alright? Now, the one who could not discern between good and evil will not be judged like their fathers. So the lack of faith was reckoned to the fathers who could discern between good and evil. This is a prototype of salvation. A type and shadow of the redemptive work. So somebody that does not have the knowledge of good and evil cannot discern between good and evil. Therefore, you cannot reckon to his account unbelief. Because he doesn't even know what is good and evil. The reason why those who entered, entered was faith. So that means God distinguishes children from adults. That is, there's an age where someone can know his right from his left. And it's, not on, and it's on the basis of that that he can receive the gospel. If a child doesn't know right and left, the gospel will be irrelevant to that child. So there is an age of accountability. And it doesn't have to be 20. It can be 15. It can be 9. In today's world, it can even be 5 or 6. You know? Uh, and it, it, it can even be 25. Somebody is not able to discern. It's not about age. It's about the ability to discern between good and evil. Now, so we have seen an evidence here that though these children must have complained, cried, and murmured, they cannot be judged like their fathers. And remember, the sins of their fathers cannot be exerted on them. And we, we can apply that same rule in Jonah chapter 4. Now listen to the background. God sends Jonah to Nineveh to go and preach the gospel of his compassion. Jonah gets to Nineveh and Jonah begins to tell them judgment. Read Jonah chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. Jonah chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God. Observe Jonah, I didn't want to obey you, 
Because I know that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, read on, and of great kindness, and repenteth thee of the evil. Now look at the next verse. Therefore now, O Lord, take I therefore now, O Lord, take I beseech thee my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Can you see Jonah? Just because God showed mercy to the people in Nineveh, Jonah said, God forbid, I better die. I better die than live. To see that what I prophesied didn't come to pass. The mercy of God intercepted prophecy. Can you imagine? This pastor Jonah or prophet Jonah. Read for me the next verse. Then said the Lord, do as thou wilt to be angry. So now God is asking Jonah, do as thou wilt to be angry. So observe something, take note of something. God seems to create a principle of innocence. God seems to create a principle of innocence just like Adam was created innocent. Innocence. Read verse 5 to 11 of Jonah 4 for me. Jonah 4, 5 to 11. So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city and there made him a booth and sat under it in the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. Yep, next verse. And the Lord God prepared a guard and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. Yep. But God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day and it smote the gourd that it withered. Next. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Next. And God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd for the which thou hast not labored, neither made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. Next. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between Observe their right hand? Observe, that cannot discern. The reason why I will spare Nineveh is because there are more than six thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle. The same thing is said about the children of Israel, those children that could not discern between left and right. He said because they could not discern, they will enter the promised land. Now the same thing is repeated. God is saying to Jonah, you have compassion over a plant. Should I not spare Nineveh? The issue here is the issue of compassion. The basis for sparing Nineveh is compassion. That these guys cannot discern between their right from wrong, even cattle. So, we talk about children on the basis of compassion children on the basis of compassion children that cannot know their right from their left so we can look at children based on compassion now listen carefully compassion is justice compassion is justice look at abraham and god abraham and sodom god will judge Abraham said, will the God of the earth not do right? What if you find 50 righteous men? 
God said, I will spare. So, there is equity in compassion. There is justice in compassion. Can this child believe? No. Has he been given a room to believe? No. Then he dies. Even if he had the gospel, he wouldn't know what we're saying. So that child certainly will experience compassion with God. That's why Jesus said, of such is the kingdom of God. Now listen carefully. Listen carefully. We use this same principle for the disabled. The mentally deranged. The disabled. The deaf, dumb, and even those that have you know have a mental condition like those that are mad okay they can't discern they can't discern they are like children they don't know their left from their right so you can't say that those people are in unbelief because they cannot discern look at matthew chapter 2 verse 18 matthew chapter 2 verse 18 in Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Rachel is weeping for her children because Herod sent to kill all the children. And that was in response to a prophecy by Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 31, 15, Rachel weeping for her children. Look at it for me. Read for me that Jeremiah 31, 15. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. Because they were not. So the innocence is a basis for justice. The innocence is a basis for justice and compassion on children. The innocence. This will apply to those who have never had the gospel before who never had the gospel and died there is compassion with justice even though in theology we call that assumption we call it assumption because god wants everybody to be saved and the way the gospel is penetrating everywhere the gospel is being proclaimed but even with that there is compassion with justice so from genesis to revelation Nobody was sent to hell because of their personal sins, but for the truth that they rejected. I close with John 3, 16, 17, and 18. John 3, 16, 17, and 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever believes on him, next verse, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 18 now, pay attention. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Why is he condemned already? Because he has not believed. He has not believed on the name, not because he has not behaved well. But because he has not believed on the name of the only begotten son of God. That's the only reason for condemnation. Salvation 
is faith in Christ only. Faith in Christ only is salvation. So conclusively tonight, children who do not who are not able to discern between their left and right when they die, they go to heaven. Babies when they die, they go to heaven because even if the gospel was preached to them, they cannot discern what is being preached. Until they get to the age of accountability, then we can now say that that, baby, that child has believed or that child has not believed. There is compassion with justice. That is even for those that are mentally deranged, those that are not able to think for themselves, those that cannot take care of themselves, there is compassion with justice. If it's clear, can I hear powerful? Amen. Stand on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight in this service. Glory to God. Great teaching tonight. Are you blessed? Oh, Father, we praise and bless and honor the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the privilege of teaching and learning and bringing clarity by your word. I pray that revelation knowledge grows big on the inside of everyone connected to this service. Veils fall off. Clarity comes by the word. And we take authority over every yoke of bondage. We decree that the word of God continues to find free course among your people. Thank you that your people are being equipped daily to proclaim the good news of Christ to the nations of the world. Thank you for answered prayer. And thank you for blessing upon your people tonight. In Jesus precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory. Amen. Listen, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next one or two minutes. So together we will answer your calls, respond to your emails, and look into all your counseling issues. What a joy to share the grace of God with you every day. But just before I go, grab your offerings. We want to give in honor and in support of this work. Every time you give, you make it easy for us to advance the gospel. Every time you give. Every time you honor the word every time you honor this ministry with your finances you just give us wings to push this gospel and i want to thank everyone if you partners and friends who keep giving to support what we do and if you're online the banking details are there if you're you know on tv the banking details are there radio audience mr michael bush will read the banking details right now i want to pray for your offerings today but if you're in a location where there's no account relevant if you shoot a mail tonight to dr abel damina at yahoo.com we will send you an account for your location but make sure you indicate where you're emailing us from but it's a joy to just see that we have all of you to partner with us so we can blanket the world with the good news of christ father thank you for everybody giving tonight i decree that your offering is a sweet smell before god and I declare that your needs are met supernaturally. Receive favor, receive ideas, concepts, insights. And God's blessing is upon the work of your hands. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Hey guys, we love you. I'll be, I'll be connecting with you in the next few minutes. Don't go away. Get more people to hook up as we interact the next one hour. But we love you guys. Enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Amen! I trust that you have been blessed by this message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damino. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com.
Okay, thank you for staying tuned to our program. It's Riot Life. And of course, any moment now, we'll be taking you into the segments that um, fields, fields your question, and that is uh, Ask the Counselor. You want to take part in the offering round. The account name is Power City International. There are three banks. Zenith is number one in this edition. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. Zenith. Power City International is the name. UBA is number two. 100, 39, 26, 465. That is for Power City. 100, 39, 26, 465. Power City International remains the account name. Finally, FCMB, 29, 82, 68, 20, 28. 29-82-68-2028 FCMB, Power City International is the account name. Very soon on the program, we throw open the phone line. You have the opportunity, <coughs> excuse me, to join us. Plus 234-806-800-9939. That's the number to dial if you want to come live on the show. Plus 234 if you are calling from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 806 800 the other number is for SMS, you know, plus 234703-691-8642. Finally, for sponsorship, for partnership with Power City International, indeed with Riot Life, uh, Riot Life and um, ask the counselor, what you just need to do is call plus 234-803-275-6104 or send an email or two to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Remember, Dr. There is D-R, Abel Damina at yahoo.com. You want to send us entries for this program? You want to send us questions? You want to send us um, counseling um, opportunities? You want to ask uh, for counseling or for questions or some answers? What you just need to do is email askthecounselornow at gmail.com. Okay, enough with those traditional opening announcements and let's go oh no i'm afraid i may not be able to see what's happening uh with facebook live i don't know the thing okay i can i can get it i can get it let me just see what i can pull it out now and see what is going on here can i see it can i see it oh no okay i hope that as the program progresses i'm able to bring some of my friends who are on facebook live with us but really, okay, let the producer, producer, just come and see how you can do this for us. And uh, let me see. No, just come, come, producer. Okay, producer is afraid of being seen on air. Let's see how far it is after you'll be shouting from the sidelines. Okay, <laughs> come and check it out. All right, so I'm just waiting for Global Baba. He's not um, in the live studios here. As soon as uh, he comes, I'll be able to go for that short break and bring him on air. But right now, Lai Malik Kaibangaribe, that's the name that I see first. I also see Kings, Kistan Sokbara. I also see, I, is his name M? That's in French, Chala. So Mr. Bush looking, oh my, take away. It should be Nelly Shiwe Ngosi. I'd like to also thank you. Abbas Regent Sisibel, Itugo Wudofia. Thank you, Freedom. Long time. Felicitole. Scared by your boy, my friend. Johnson Enogeru. Ima Enobongusen, I'd like to also thank you. Nyekachi Michael, Lazarus Matobe, and many, many others. I'd like to thank you for joining us on this edition of the program. Of course, my friend is always there, Colin Sejofo. 
is there. I, I like how Collins follows us um, on all, on the, even on all other platforms of what we do. By the way, tonight, Global Baba will be joining me on live radio. You should be following that from ev everywhere in the world. That will be on www.xl1069.fm. You can follow us that. As well for that program, Michael Bush PLC is already on, but I'm here until 8. Then I'll go join them. I think Global Baba and I are on air about a quarter past 8. Uh, that's Nigerian time. But right now, Becky Ekugiawe, Ahen Robert, Nye Kanabasi Ben Assam, Valerie Nke in Germany, thank you, Freedom again, Enoekwa, Kwame Mauko, Chagbe Emmanuel, Unique Joy, Ebel Oebel, Vicky Hillary, Raymond Irube, Johnson Enogero again, Yes, did I get that right? Adetotona, Babatunde, Titiema. Okay, Charles Frederick Akuba, Mario Von, um, Baby Von. Nomi met Susan Ngokurie and um, Cosmic Oluwole. Finally, Global Baba is in the live studios. Not a sick. I'd like to thank you. You to Michael Nash Korante. I'd like to thank all of you. Global Baba is here, Oscar Okpong. You just need to know that Global Baba is here, and I need to also leave it here. Simon Sega, is that Simon Shega or Sega? And Anaogu Ogechi Elizabeth. I'd like to welcome Luis Lejo, and uh, who is there, Greg Omobai, finally on the program. Okay, so the stage is set. Global Baba is here in 120 seconds. That time starts counting now. Eternal life. Only Jesus can give it. I come to Jesus for eternal life. I don't come to him for other things that I can get elsewhere. I come to him for what only he supplies. I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He that has the son has life. So why are we in Christ for life? Abel Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth, Riot, live with Dr. Abel Damino. Somebody shut up! Theme, curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And Ask the Counselor with Dr. Abel Damino and Michael Bush. Date 11th October to 15th November 2020. Time Mondays to Saturdays 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. GMT plus one. Sunday 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. services GMT plus one. You can also join the broadcast on Comfort FM 95.1 Oyo 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Oyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and Radio Aquibo 90.5 Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. Watch this program live on Kingdom Life Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV. Also visit Abel Damino Facebook handle, Instagram handle, Twitter handle and YouTube host Drs. Abel and Rachel Damino.
Welcome back, and here is the formal start to this edition of Ask the Counselor. My name is Michael Bush. I'm joined, of course, by the international producer of the program, and that is Pastor I.J. Quere, complete with his um, beautiful production team. Global Baba, the man who makes things happen on the show, the man who makes things happen globally, is here with us. He writes like no one else does, has over 30 books. And um, he's uh, an international televangelist. Help me welcome Dr. Abel Damina. The intercontinental Mr. Global Bush. Baba. You look what a day. Your, your colors are speaking in tongues, man. Global Baba. I'm sure the Facebook guys are screaming on your colors. They're beautiful. Oh, no. Beautiful. So nice to see you. What a blessing. Yeah, so we are, we are, we are together tonight. We hope that um, Dr. John Linus is able to join us. Well, so. he said he was going to be here. Yeah, I've not so seen we him, look forward. we look forward. We, yeah, so we, from yes. here we just go on live radio together. And uh, today on radio we'll be discussing the states and the church. Okay. Yes, that's what we'll be discussing, even okay. using some of the things you're doing, even the partnership that uh, I know that um, next week, Yes. Even our program is moving. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. But we'll break that as we progress. We have yes. to break that more on radio. Yes. So the global about the, the way to start is, of course, to pray for our states, pray for our governor, pray for our government, pray for our people, pray also for our president, that's for the country, and our people nationally, and then, of course, our world. Sure. Father, we thank you for this, this state, Akwaibom State. Thank you for Nigeria. Thank you for the nations around the world, the continents. Lord, we ask that the word of the Lord continues to find free course and be glorified. The gospel continues to thrive. Hearts of men open to the truth of God's word. We ask that disciples, laborers, are sent to the harvest. You say, ask ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers. Lord, we ask for laborers in every continent, in every nation, in every community. Men that are armed with the truth. Men that are equipped and built to manifest and demonstrate the kingdom of God. Lord, we also pray for our societies. We ask that we have leaders leaders in our society that will create enabling environments for the gospel to thrive and for potentials to find expression and we rejoice that right now we have answers to these prayers in jesus precious name amen amen global amen. is coming very close um, in the live studios here to almost a quarter past the hour in uyo nigeria and here is takeoff we spent the night in canada so we're starting there from this anonymous entry, no, anonymous location, that's what I'm told, but it comes from Canada, I should think. It says, Global Baba, I want to use this medium to appreciate you for your teaching, sir, and Mr. Bush. God bless you, sir. Sir, please, I need prayer for my family and my brother, who is in Canada, has been there for 10 years, believing God for his stay. He has been rejected over and over again, but he put it in again this time. Global Baba, I want you to help me pray for him so that it will be granted to him. It will be granted him. I want you to pray also for my sisters for healing in their bodies and above all breakthrough in my family. Thank you. I celebrate you, sir. And Tony, yes, writing. Well, we join faith with you right now. We declare that in the name of Jesus, those papers find favor with the authorities, approved and released. Pray for your family in the name of Jesus for healing and miracles. And we declare the favor of God at work. We command the devil to take his hands off. Receive that miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Another most entry, this one should also be coming about, uh, from about that place. It says, hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I've been really blessed today. More grace, Global Baba. My name is Gold God's Mark. My question is on the desires and the temptations that come with the fall of man. 
So why do we still get tempted after we are saved? We still get desires as believers. Does this mean we are not really saved? No, you're saved, but you have desires because you are a human being. Desires are for men. Jesus is God who became a man. The moment he became a man, he also had desires. That's why he was tempted in all points. If you don't have desires, you can't be tempted. And because Jesus was a man, he was tempted. You are tempted because you are a man. However, temptation is not a sin. It is yielding to temptation that is a sin. And that is where you, you discipline yourself. That is where you rely on the grace of God to help you overcome those desires that are contrary to God's plan for your life. There are healthy desires. There are unhealthy desires. The word of God helps you to define what is healthy and what is unhealthy. So that's why as you grow, God is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Another quick one, still an anonymous entry, says, Hello, Global Baba, is the sign of having the Holy Ghost. Anything physical? Some people say you feel the Holy Ghost when you have shocks all over your body with air that sprouts goose pimples. No, goose pimple is not a sign of the Holy Spirit. Goose pimple could be a medical condition. Actually, you may need to see a doctor. Or goose pimple could also be, you know, um, other symptoms. So that's not a proof of the Holy Spirit. A proof of the Holy Spirit is that you believe the gospel. You receive the gospel. And the moment you believe and receive the gospel and declare Jesus Lord over your heart, over your, your heart, the Holy Spirit takes up residence. From that moment, you receive the Holy Spirit. However, how to know you have received the Holy Spirit is that you believe the gospel. Simple, that's the way. And then from that moment, as you grow in knowledge, you come into what we call the baptism of the Spirit, which is utterance, which is where you speak in tongues. And it's important for you. Because once you're born of God, God gives you a language with which you communicate with him things that this carnal world cannot fathom. Because he that speaketh in tongues speaketh not unto man but unto God. How be it in the Spirit? He speaketh mysteries. So you don't need goose pimples to know you have the spirit of God. You need to believe the gospel of his death, burial, and resurrection. Once you believe that, because the Bible says, no man can say that Jesus is love, save by the Holy Ghost. Okay, still another anonymous entry coming still from the Americas. says, hello, Global Baba. You said we shouldn't give birth to as many children as we want if we do not have a steady and good economy. What about cultures that only support the birth of only sons and it is not possible for people to give birth to only sons? How do you explain this, Global Baba? Those are primitive, uneducated, illiterate cultures because when it comes to uh, you know, human beings, whether they are male or female, none is superior and none is inferior. That's the truth. None is superior. In fact, when it comes to the gospel of Christ, there is no male, there is no female. We're all one in Christ. The reason for male and female is reproduction. That's all, reproduction. That's the reason for male and female, reproduction. Outside of that, that's why in some, in some societies, women do far better than men. I remember one girl in my class when I was in school. Her name, her name is Patience. I remember Patience. She was my, we used to sit together in class. That girl dealt with me when it comes to science subjects. She dealt with me seriously. You know, dealt with me. Every time I aspired to do better than her, she would beat the record. You know, but she's a lady. So the fact that you're a female or a male doesn't make you inferior or superior. So men that still prefer boys to girls, they need their head examined. You know, they need to check themselves because at the end of the day, some females even do far, far better than even some males in some families. 
So at the end of the day, it's about the impartation, the discipline, the upbringing, the training, the exposure that you give to your children, whether male or female, that determines how far they, you know, they impact their world. I have three ladies. I'm so proud of them, and I'm satisfied. I'm contented. I'm so blessed to have them in my life. Hello, Global Baba. Please pray for me. I need your prayer. Things are not well in my life. Kingsley John. Kingsley, we declare that whatever is troubling you, peace be still. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, Dr. Damina. My name is Favor. I'm a musician and instrumentalist. I love and enjoy your teachings greatly. God bless you. Please pray for me that God inspires and guides me appropriately in playing instruments. Thank you. Well, it, it is not a function of prayer to play instruments. It's a function of training. So if you want to play instrument, give yourself to training, discipline yourself, put yourself on a routine, and continue to train. If you train well, you will play well. It's not a function of prayer. Okay, hello, my beloved Global Baba. My name is Benjamin. I write to have my own share of answers to prayers. Please, as you pray for these needs, they are met. Global Baba, please pray for my family, for love and unity and cooperation to be part of them. Please pray for financial opportunities for me. Global Baba, please pray for my mother. She has been suffering chronic disease for 13 years now. Please pray for my aunt and a marital opening for her. Please pray for another of my aunts who had accidents and for two years now the wound has refused to heal. Please pray for success for me in the job I'm learning. Thank you, Global Baba. This is a whole <laughs> encyclopedia <laughs> of prayer. Well, we <laughs> ask that supernaturally your family receives a miracle, restoration, health, healing, and we command that you have opportunities in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Goldmark is back on this show. By the way, we're still bringing you entries from the Americas in a moment we'll be going to Europe. But right now, this last one, I guess, no, there's still one, two more from the America. It says, hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. Thank you so much, my esteemed pastor. Thank you so much, sir, for today's teaching. I've really been blessed, Global Baba. My name is Goldmark, <clears throat> and my question is, can children between ages two and nine be sensitive to the things of the spirit? My reference is specifically in the aspects of speaking in tongues, fervent prayer, and understanding the teachings of the Bible. At what age can we say a child is aware of these things? Thank you. Well, it's not age. It's mental development. A child can, yeah, it depends on how you train your children. And it depends on how fast their mind is able to develop. So there's no age to it. Some, some can be very, very matured and developed to a point of understanding at the age of four, some 10, some eight, some even 14, some even 18. They are still, oh. so it depends on development and it depends on diet also. All of those are factors in the development of children to the age of accountability, just like I taught in the service tonight. Great. This last anonymous entry is from the Americas, and we're flying there from to the continent of Europe. Hello, Global Baba. I appreciate the grace of God on your life. You are truly a blessing to this generation. Sir, I want you to pray for me. I work as a civil servant, and I've been trying to transfer my services to where my husband lives, but to no avail. I believe that protocols can be altered when you pray for me. Please, sir, this has really put a strain on our mar marriage. Please intervene. Father, we declare that this marriage experience is a divine intervention where that job is, where your daughter's job is relocated Amen. to where her husband is. Receive Amen. favor now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we get to Europe now. Our friend Tenda, who is in Germany, 
knocks. So we say, says, glory, global Baba, thank you and um, for all the greater light you bring. And to you too, Mr. Bush, God bless you. Global Baba, one, is desire different from lust or can we define a soundly kind of desire? Lust and desire is the same. Lust is desire, desire is lust. Is political anger against the world or the establishment? Political anger. anger. I don't know what you mean by political anger. What is it? Is well, it like is the native, in its native um, Congo, DR Congo, um, if he's angry, is it against the word of God is, as a Christian? Anger is, against his nation. Oh, yes. Or is it against, yes, against the nation or is it against uh, his beliefs? If your leaders are not being, doing well, I mean, you get agitated, you get frustrated, and you get disappointed. And sometimes the anger is a disappointment expressed. So, yes, you can be disappointed because those authorities are not perfect and they may not be doing what is right for the society. And a lot of rulers are very selfish, very, very, very selfish. And, you know, if you, are, if you mistakenly vote in a very, very selfish ruler, the people will suffer. And if the people are suffering, you know, the Bible says, he that hurts come, the people shall stone him. You know, if you hoard food and people are hungry and you hoarded food and they are able to locate the food, they will not only steal the food and take away the food, they will also stone the leader. That's what the Bible says. Leaders are not supposed to hoard things. They are supposed to create a, an enabling environment in the society and empower people to thrive and do well. That's good leadership. Okay, we'll stay on with Tender in Germany, but first though, let me just quickly tell you that about now, the phone line is open. You can start um, to call in right away. Okay, so number three from Tender, still in Germany. Uh, Global Baba, could we say and share that a true-born Christian who is Holy Ghost-filled, um, Holy Spirit-filled, tongue-speaking, does not need deliverance? Deliverance. Deliverance is salvation. So if you're still asking for deliverance, you need to go back and listen to my teaching on the concept of deliverance. Order for the material on the concept of deliverance. Deliverance is salvation. Once you receive Christ, you are delivered. So a Christian who is saved doesn't need deliverance. Okay, it says apostasy is still from tender in Germany. Apostasy is a state of rebellion in Greek. With the definition of anger as per today's service, um, should be, and the revelational knowledge about deliverance, 18th of October. That's what he said. Could we say that the people who go from deliverance to deliverance are also somehow angry against the word? No, people who go from deliverance to deliverance are ignorant. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they have. They don't know what happened to them when they got saved. It's lack of development, lack of spiritual growth, and lack of teaching. Because when you're properly taught, you'll not be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, 12, 13, and 14. All right. So, from Germany, we're get heading straight into the UK. I understand, though, our first caller is on the line. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Hello, Mr. Bush. Good yes. Evening. Welcome to the program. Your name, where you calling from, ma'am? My name is Bibi, and I'm calling from you. You're calling Europe. from? From Europe. Europe, okay. We're in Europe. Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. I'd like to speak with uh, Pastor Oyo. Okay, he's next on the screen now. Speaking, bless you, how are you? Welcome. Good evening, Pastor. It's Good evening. a nice to speak to you. Praise God. Yeah, I just want to let you know that... Um, 
I appreciate what you're doing and I've been filling the program for for a while. I would like that you pay for me because because I'm going through cancer. It's it's huge, so for the started from cancer the break and now it's on the bone. My head, my skull, my shoulder, it's right now on the hospital. Thanks to radiation treatment on, on my shoulder. I just want to pray for myself. Okay, Vivian, all hope is not lost. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Right there in the hospital. You know, all those cancers that they've announced over your body. God's healing power wants to heal you right now. Jesus healed them all. All the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. We're going to pray for you, but I will give you an advice. We will also email you, we will email you for free. I'm giving that to you for free. My series on the healing ministry of Jesus, the whole series. We will email it to you tonight. Producer, please make sure you know uh, NS gets that series right now. Email to Vivian. Now, we will email them to you. And I want you to play them day and night. Even when you're sleeping, let the messages be playing. As you begin to listen, the word of God is life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. And get rid of fear. Get rid of fear. Make up your mind. Make up your mind that you will overcome these cancers and you will get out of it and you will, you know, fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Father, we pray for Vivian right now. We take authority over the spirit of fear, depression, oppression. We come against every voice of the enemy. We speak to the spirit of death. In the name of Jesus, you've been defeated 2,000 years ago. The hold of the enemy over your body is broken. Now we command your body to receive healing. Every part of your body receive healing. All the cancers, I mean all the cells in your body that have been affected by this cancer, we flush them out. We flush them out and we command your body healed Amen. from your head to the soles of your foot. Receive the life of God. Amen. Occupying every fiber of your body Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In Uyo, Nigeria today, it's coming very close. As a matter of fact, it's half past the hour to the minute. I'm told on the program we have yet another caller. By the way, Vivian, if you're listening to us, just please make sure. Even text that line, if it is possible, just text your um, email, your email address to that line immediately so that we have the way to reach you. This caller, hello. Uh, hello. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Hello. So where you calling from? Yes. Yeah, I'm calling from Anna. Your name? Go ahead. So I want the man of God to pray for me. Yeah, my, my sight is telling me. My eyes, my eyes. So I want you to pray for me. All right. We command every pain in your eyes. We command that eye condition corrected right now. Satan, get your hands off in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for healing. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's run now from the Americas. We head straight to Europe. And, oh, no, we were in Europe already. So from Germany, we get to the United Kingdom. Great grace to you, sir, Daddy Abel Damina, the great God's general of our time. You are indeed a blessing. God continuously keep you, keep your family, and keep your ministry from wicked and unreasonable men in Jesus' name. Amen. Great grace to you, the best of the best, Mr. Bush. 
You are an amazing presenter. That's what you say. I'd like to thank you. More grace upon your family and you. And great grace to Pastor IG and his amazing team. Your labor of love would be rewarded greatly. Thank you. Global Baba, does God in any way instigate trouble, trials, and temptations? I just listened to you explain in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 13 to 17, how he defended God's character. And even your current teachings expose more and more that God is all shades of good. But today, this, is, this was on the 1st of um, November, my pastor is still preaching it as a continuation from last week that he's teaching as part of the deep things of God that God can instigate trials, but that he will keep through it he will keep you through it and bring you out and take the glory while temptation is of the devil. He mentions the woman with affliction for 18 years, how Jesus had to stop it because the trial took too long. That trials are not meant to last a lifetime, but that it has a time frame when one has to be tried and they come out, but temptation is what the devil brings and God delivers us from it. He quoted the same James 1, 2 to 8. And jumped to verses 12 to 16 and said, Trials are different from temptations. That Joseph was tempted in Potiphar's house, but he was tried in the prison. Peter was tried, but Judas Iscariot was tempted. That God allowed Job to be tried, and that a Christian needs to ask for wisdom to discern when it's God that allowed the trial and when is the devil tempting you. And that Jesus was tempted after the fasting, but he was tried regarding the cross, and God told Jesus to go through it, that temptation is to be avoided, the trial is to be endured, and um, gone through only when you ask God for grace to do so. And he goes on and on. But Global Baba, I'm sure you catch uh, the meaning here. He says, please clarify this for me. It's still too long. So, Jenny, in the United Kingdom. All right, I think you have a call before I answer. Okay, that. I can quickly join this caller. Hello, thank you for joining us. Uh, good evening, Mr. Bush. Thank you for joining us. And I greet uh, my father. Bless you, man. Bless you. Dr. Ibed Amina. Bless you. This is uh, Pastor Chris from Indiana. Pastor Chris from Indiana. Oh, Mbiyama. Yeah, Mbiyama, how Mbiyama. are you? How are you, Pastor Chris? Yeah. I am so blessed tonight, Father. Praise God. For bringing clarity to us on the issue of children. Yes. Because those are the questions that people are asking me over here. Wow. That when, when children die, where are they going? Praise but God. I would like to have uh, the, the CD, sir. Yes. If it is available. The, the CD. Oh, sure. It's available. You just call okay. that number after the program. If you just call, call after, they can send it to the you program. today, tomorrow. All right, sir. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so I can go back to the United Kingdom yes. where Jenny wrote and just conclude with what she said. Yes. That uh, you can't pray away trials, but you can pray to avoid and be delivered from temptations. To be honest, the confusion is getting worse because my family and I listen to you regularly on a, regu a daily basis. But because there is no church around us that teaches what you teach, we are and we are committed workers serving diligently in the church, so we are not sure how to live and the fear of... Um, Staying at home without church family to fellowship with is getting us to decide what to do. The both is just a little from the teaching I've been given. Everything is too much for this broadcasting time, Jenny, in the United Kingdom. Uh, Jenny, I think you're trading on dangerous grounds because if you keep listening to me and listening to your pastor preach that, that junk, you will end up getting confused completely eventually. Obviously, your pastor needs to calm down and be taught the Bible complete because all the things he's saying there does not add up at all. 
That same James, he read chapter 1, verse 13. God cannot be tempted, neither tempted he any man. God doesn't tempt anybody. And God does not put people into trials. Trials also only happen because we are humans. We get tried. We get tried. We get tempted. We get into difficulties. All of this is because we are human beings. The only part God plays in trials, temptations, whatever, whatever semantics he uses for all of those things, the only part God plays is to save. God has no hand in all of that that he explained. God's part is only salvation. If you read about the death of Jesus, the only part God played in that death was to raise Jesus from the dead. Was to raise Jesus from the dead. So again, my advice, you need to make up your mind what to do quickly because if you keep sitting there, you will now start getting confused because you'll be hearing sound doctrine. You'll be eating from the table of the Lord and from the table of devils. You know, it's, it's, it's a problem. And another advice I'll give you is if you really are serious about moving a church, moving yourselves from that church to a church family where you'll be taught the basis of Christ, if you shoot another meal to us, we'll be able to help you with links that will help you in that area in the United Kingdom. Bless you, Jane. Fantastic. This next caller. Hello. Hello, good evening, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where you're calling from? I'm Esther, calling from New York. Esther, go ahead. Good evening, Papa. Evening, bless you. Bless you. Thank you, Papa, for the good work you are doing, the body of Christ. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, Papa, I want to, I, I want to talk uh, about my health. Please, it, it, at, the, at the beginning of this year, I went for a test. Then the doctor confirmed that I have HIV, which I'm still believing God to heal me. And secondly, my mom, she's been well unhealthy for the past 21 years. And my family, things are just going like that. My sisters, they are up to the age of getting married, but no man is approaching them. Please, Papa, I want you to pray for me and my family. Thank you. Esther, we declare divine intervention for your family. We break the hold of the enemy. We destroy every oppression. And for you, we ask for complete healing. Receive healing in your body. Your blood system flushed and cleared of that virus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your mother, we command healing for her body. Receive healing for your mother today. And for your sisters, we ask that circumstances are arranged to work out marriages for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Staying on. In the United Kingdom, we have this sweet, um, nothing leaden mail. And I'm going to take my time to read it. This one is a commendation from a commendation mail from the United Kingdom. It says, Felicito, Mr. Bush, I'm so proud of you. We continue to pray that you receive of our Father greater grace for greater exploits. Amen. Rabbi Abel. You are indeed blessed with all spiritual blessings and graced by the God of all grace. Greetings from Birmingham, United Kingdom. We met in Manchester last year where both my husband and I agreed you are the most humble man of God we ever met among the hundreds we've worked with considering the depth of your knowledge of the truth. We've seen knowledge puff up so many ministers. It's alarming and disappointing 
But now we've come to understand that knowledge is not necessarily truth. And it is only the truth that frees man to be humble. You are indeed blessed, Global Baba. I do not have words sufficient and elaborate enough to appreciate you, sir, for your life, for all the work, and for your family. I particularly salute Mama Damina. I know too well the strain ministry puts on family and marriages. Global Baba, even the marriages of ministers who are not committed to re-educating believers and nowhere near as heavily invested as you are suffering. We salute you, sir. Global Baba have been inquiring week after week about the Thursday's pastors and ministers seminar since you first announced it months ago. We of outside Uyo are not benefiting all. Global Baba, that's how she wrote it. Yes. Your institution is already set up and well equipped to facilitate and broadcast programs on various platforms. My petition is that you consider permitting those of us who are desirous uh, of and require access to this weekly seminar, the opportunity to do so virtually via Zoom. Some of us need to sit at your feet, but distance will not permit us, especially in the age of COVID-19. Global Baba, when Pastor Mansford and I asked if you will come to Birmingham, your response was that it is not a prayer topic. Before COVID, we would have enjoyed your presence this year. So for this application, we pray your response is the same. We love you deeply and with permission, appreciate Mama Damina even much more. T from Birmingham in the United Kingdom. Thank Great you, stuff. T. Thank you, thank you so much. I remember you, I remember your husband, I remember all of you, that team from Birmingham. And I'm looking forward after this COVID whole thing to come over there with Mr. Michael Bush <laughs> just come and have fun, teach, answer questions, just fellowship together. Thank you for calling. Global Bar never goes anywhere alone. Okay. Hello, this <laughs> caller. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where are you calling from? Good evening, Mr. Bush. Yes. Good evening, Papa. Evening. Um, I love your message. I think the message I'm just going to you. Papa, please, I'm happy to be you. We really can't hear I, you. I think you know what? When I'm well, I think, uh, well, yes. I didn't quite hear him, but I just think we do a um, we do prayers for him. I think for I had challenges. police case. And okay. All that. Well, whatever challenges you're going through, receive total freedom and deliverance and the intervention of God. Receive the miracle today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global Baba from Europe, we fly straight into Africa. South Africa is our first port of call. Lucky, right there from. Hi, sirs. I only started watching you yesterday, and I am intrigued and so love your teachings. You have mentioned that newborn babies are of the law and principle from the beginning. I've heard preachings stating that tribe and offerings are not of the law, but a principle in the spirit and must be done. How did we come about this? How was this revelation attained? What makes something a straightforward law and something else a principle? Kind regards from South Africa. Well, I think you should ask the people who are preaching all those things to explain that because I never said that. I, I talked about law in Genesis and we went through Genesis to see the Genesis principle of creation. That's where the law in Genesis comes in. The principle of God's creation. 
like the law of everything brings forth after its kind, which is creation and procreation and all of that. But when it comes to spiritual things and serving God and the Christian life, those are doc that's a doctrine of Christ. And like I said, every, every teaching of the Bible must have a seed in Genesis, must be in the law as types and shadows, in the songs of David like a psalm, you will have it in the parables of Jesus and then in the epistles as doctrine. That's how it has to span. And if what the people are giving you does not, is not reflected in all through the scriptures like that, you trash it. But the people teaching about principles and all of that, you have to ask them what they are trying to communicate because things must be properly explained within the context in which it is said. Thank you. In time, another caller. Hello. Are you there? Okay. Let's make progress still from South Africa to South Africa. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I would like to thank God for your ministry. May you continue to spread the word of God. I live in South Africa and my name is Bongile Ntiwane. I'm currently studying theology and due to the pandemic, I lost my work. I found myself in places where I questioned God and I am in debt and unable to pay my debt. I'm asking for financial breakthrough and God's provision and I would like to be able to work in ministry and growing in his word. I would appreciate a prayer for God's direction and providence. Thank you. God bless you. Kind regards from South Africa. We ask that supernaturally you have the intervention of God and you receive deliverance from your predicament and situation right now. And we declare that you receive, receive favor and move out of that situation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. From South Africa, we're flying straight, Global Baba, closer um, back home here to the west coast of Africa. Hello, Ghana. Back, just. Hello. Caller. Are we here? Yes, good evening. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Moses Omar from Go ahead, Moses. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Doctor, I want to ask. You say that these people cannot be And we can't believe uh, on belief. So, my, my question is, what about those arms on and, and at, at the end, it will be because like them. I'm not sure we're hearing you at all. No, but, but we need to also pray for this uh, telephone line. Eh? Sometimes yeah. it really, really yeah. troubles us. We'd like to apologize to you. Just try and see if you can call again. There's still five more minutes. Uh, five more minutes open for telephone calls. But to Ghana now. Hello, Global Baba and Uncle Bush. My name is Ede Christian. I write from Ghana. Pastor Sam, I thank God for your life and ministry. Please, sir, I want to join me. I want you to join me in faith to demand speedy recovery and manifestation of my healing from, he mentions all sorts of diseases, gastritis, ulcers, and digestive disorders, and weight loss, chest and back pains. Thank you, sir, for standing with me in prayer. In the name of Jesus, we declare your body healed from your head to the soles of your foot. We cancel every oppression of the enemy. Be healed right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Another caller. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Where are you calling from? I'm um, Festus Ngozi. I'm calling from Italy. 
Okay, welcome to our program. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to talk to I want to talk to Papa. Of course, he's here. Listening. Bless you. Okay, Daddy. I'm your son from Italy. Okay. Uh, in name, your name, your name is sending friend request in Facebook, and they are disturbing people. That's that's a good point. They write uh, a bear Damina ministry. Yes, sure. We'll and they write some Damina. prayer point there, and people are there saying amen. Please, I want you to address it so that they will not use it as a fraud. Because there are many people that are following you that have not know your word. Yes. So that they will not fall into the temptation, sir. The false Facebook. Yes, sure. We'll be, we'll be, we're talking about it, Mr. Michael Bush. Yeah. You know, we have always said that Facebook, once you go to Facebook, we have only one page. Abel Damina Public Figure. And it's verified. Any page on Facebook, I don't care what is on that page. That is not Abel Damina, public figure. It's verified. It has the blue tick. That's the only page we have on Facebook. There's no other one. So if anybody opens a Facebook page and is asking you for friendship, he's a thief. Because I do not ask for friendship. It's a public figure page. My friendship page got filled the first one year of Facebook. Because I got into Facebook the moment Facebook was launched. Just a few months after I got into Facebook. And my, my, that one year, within that first one year, my page was full. I don't ask for friendship. So if anybody asks for friendship, know that that person is a thief in my name. And if it is public figure, if you want to follow the broadcast, the teachings, it's just one page, public figure, Abel Damina, not pastor, not doctor, not reverend, no title, just Abel Damina, public figure. And it's one page. It has over 600,000 people following that page. That's the only page we have. Any other page is fraudulent. We've announced it. We have put posts on Facebook time after time. Help us spread the news and let everybody know that. Okay, Owambe, I'm going to request you to bring on um, those um, slides yep. onto the screen, even as I take this caller. We'll come back to it in a moment. Hello. Hello, good evening, sir, and good evening, Papa. Evening. Uh, my name is Moses Omo, calling from Okobo. Okay, so my question is, you said, Papa, sorry, Papa, you said that um, disabled people cannot, okay, that disabled people that we cannot really tell that they are unbelieved. So my question, my question is, what about those that engage their hands on evil acts, like to enter rituals, and after a certain time, they become mad? Mad is mad. They are disabled. That means they, don't, they are not able to hear the gospel to make a decision. So there's compassion with justice. Disabled is disabled, especially mentally deranged. Observe the things we read. Because they don't know they are left from their right, God gives them compassion. So it affects those two. Okay. Um, I'll just give one more opportunity for phone calls so that we can wrap up. Uh, oh, I was waiting for the stuff. Are you there? Can we have it? Okay, this is it. If you are watching this, unfortunately, um, for the radio people, you cannot. Okay, for the radio audience, if you see, if you come across Abel Damina Ministries on Facebook, um, says lives in Oron. Even if he says he lives in Uyo, please ignore it. 
Abel Damina Ministries is there. There's even something like... Uh, and, and, and some of them tell you to send money to orphanages. Yes. I've never done that. Yeah, sure. I've never done that. No, uh, Anybody asking for money, money on social media, Absolutely. it's not us. Absolutely. Anybody. Absolutely. And not inbox. <laughs> to answer not the even <laughs> inbox. You know, inbox. Yes. We don't do such things. Okay, so there's a guy. There's a guy. Um, he works in government house with you. He's yes. the one that sent this to me. Okay. You, um, for those, unfortunately, the radio audience, you know, you can't see this, but... You can see the communication with yes. the guy. Yes. As a matter of fact, the guy went, I don't know, take the slide to where you find an account name. He even gave an account name. So people should be aware if the, the authorities, they cannot even take this up. Can we, okay, yes. this is it. United Bank, oh, is it for, of, of Africa. Africa? Is it for Africa? Or of Africa, Africa. UBA. UBA. Otaru Favor, 21 23 You know, so that's the account number. And it says that this account number belongs to the MD of uh, a motherless, of an orphanage that, um, you know, is connected to the church. That's a fraudulent account, very fraudulent. And the bank and the authority should take note of that account. Otaru mm. favor. Yes. You know, people should look him up, the law. And then, if anybody should just ask you for money, please don't do it, and, yeah. and not in the social media. I'm sure we have responded to that. And we'd like to thank that caller from Yes, we really thank you, know, you for calling so, our attention to that. Okay. So, yeah. Global Baba from uh, Ghana, we walk straight into Nigeria, Lagos. Dear Dr. Abel Damina, thank you for your response to my last question. Today I have this Bible passage bothering me. First Thessalonians 5.18. 18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, for this, what is or are that those these did can a man lose his job or his only child and be giving thanks is that the will of god for us is that what the passage means reading from chapter 4 13 to the end of chapter 5 of first thessalonians i think we can find all these i look forward to receiving your response on this question if it's not immediate thank you uh, indefatigable Sir Michael Bush for taking time to read. I don't want to Lagos, Nigeria. First Thessalonians 5.18, put it up for us. Global Baba, as they do that, can I just um, yes. take a little moment and take this caller? Hello. Hello, good evening, Mr. Bush. Yes, ma'am, your last caller. Yes, sir, thank you. Good evening, Papa. Evening, bless you. Thank you, sir. Please, I want to, I want to ask, ask a question. Okay. Um, okay, like when we are born again, we we receive the spirit of adoption, the, the spirit of the sonship, but also we are filled with the spirit of God. What's the difference between the two? And if a Christian does not have, as in, is not filled with the Holy Spirit, what's the consequence? The spirit of adoption is the Holy Spirit, is the spirit of God is a spirit of freedom, is a spirit of liberty, is a spirit of sonship. Is the same. The reason for the difference in, in, the, in, the, in the use of that spirit of adoption is context. The context where it is used is why it is written the way it is written. Otherwise, it is the same thing. Adoption, sonship, and all of that. Once you're born again, you have the spirit of adoption. Once you're born again, you have the spirit of God. Once you're born again, you have the spirit of his son. Once you're born again, you have the liberty of Christ. It's the same thing. It's just context that makes a difference. So First Thessalonians 5.18? In everything, mm -hmm. not for everything. In everything. You don't give thanks for everything. You give thanks in. The reason is because God is not behind it. So you're not thanking God for making it happen. But since you found yourself in the situation, you thank God because he will bring you out. 
So the thanksgiving is an expression of your faith that God will play his part in delivering you out of the situation. So it's not for, it's in everything. Great stuff there. Let's stay on in Lagos, uh, Global Barber. This one is a counseling entry. Hello, Dr. Beldamina and Mr. Bush. I'm Augustine Ugu. Please, I need your counsel, Global Barber. While I worked with a construction firm, my wife worked with government as a civil servant. In 2018, she was transferred. I was transferred to Lagos and my wife to Niger State in 2019. My children are schooling in Abuja. I'm planning to leave my job by resigning to go back to Abuja to start up a business so I can be close to my children. Please, Global Barber, counsel me on what to do. Thank you. Well, I think your decision is a good decision to go back, be close to your family so your children will get to know you, get to know them, raise them up properly. Get another job in Abuja, you know, and be with your family. It's better than to be scattered and, you know, especially as your family begins to grow and your children begin to grow, it's important to come together as a unit and grow together. So, you, you know, it's very important. That's my advice. And I pray that you have favor and Amen. opportunities. And as you make the decision, God's grace is yours. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we have four minutes before we say bye-byes on this edition of the program. And I just want to take one long minute and dash to Kanu up north. Hello, Dr. Damina. It's a great honor and privilege having you as a gift to this generation in a time like this. I want to assure you that no matter the arrows fired at you from the world of religion, the old man, the old covenant, or testament preachers are sounds of bullets without effect or impact. Some of us young ministers who have caught this revelation of Christ's grace are with you, sir. The truth may be slow, but will eventually prevail. We thank God for your obedience, for your simplicity, and the submission to the will of Christ Jesus, not minding the, the, not minding the opinion of men. Pastor Sunday Paul in Kano, Nigeria. Thank you, Pastor Sunday. What a blessing. Hello, Baba. Um, we're spending the night in Kanu. Yeah. I, I trust that we are safe. And um, producer says we should hurry and land and then um, disappear from the streets of Kanu into one hotel room. So that's it. On this edition, tomorrow is another day. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor I.G. Equere, uh, complete with his production team. And Global Baba is here so that we can run to the radio. Wow. In the continental, yes, Mr. Bush. Fantastic. What a blessing tonight. We're so glad to have all of you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God and to minister to you, answer your questions, respond to your mails, and ensure that we give you counsel. I want to encourage you to order for the teaching materials, books, and uh, CDs. They will help you a lot to be grounded, established, and rooted. Let me also mention that, you know, we, you know we're in church on Sunday. All of Power City, everybody will be physically in church. Sunday, first service, 7.30 a.m., Second service, 10.30 a.m. So it's important. Tell everybody about it. We're going to have a great time here in church as we fellowship with one another. We're on, on radio again tonight, 9 to 10, Inspiration FM, 10 to 12, Heritage FM. Tomorrow morning, 11 to 1 p.m. on uh, Radio Aquaibom, 1 to 3 on XLFM, 3 to 5 on Uni University of Uyo FM. And we're back again here, 6 to 8 p.m. tomorrow evening, you know, GMT plus 1 with riot live and ask the counselor what a joy to be with all of you we love you and we look forward to receiving testimonies and emails of your questions and the counseling needs as we make ourselves available to be a blessing till we see you tomorrow enjoy the rest of your day and be blessed goodbye from you nigeria amen
kingdom life.